It's the New and Making Noise Podcast with Incognito, DJ Misses, and A Plus. New and Making Noise Podcast with your good sis, DJ Misses. It's just thing on Incognito in here. <laughs> Period. On this episode, we are talking to the child of some legends. Woo-wee! Mm-hmm. I'm talking legends like Chili from TLC and produce, super producer Dallas Austin. We got the chance to speak to their son, Tron Austin. Wow. Right? Energetic. Energetic. Let's 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 really talk about the the great energy dog had yes. when he came in here. You could tell yes. he is hungry, he is ready to finally break out in the industry. And we got to talk to him just simply about how did he know that this is what he wanna do? Shoot, it's a lot of pressure. Look at who your very, parents very is. Dallas Austin, Chili from TLC. Come on now, especially Dallas Austin. For sure, like, hit maker. Let's be for all the way for real here. He also spoke on MTV's Family Legacies and just being able to um, watch and hear other celebrity kids' stories. Like Biggie's son is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandy, Brandy's Lincoln Parks, mm-hmm. one, uh, Lincoln Parks' lead singer. His son is on there. Brandy's daughter is on there. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I hope like I think this might be the first season for them. But you know they gotta have an episode with Reginae. Woo! She was she ain't never did growing up hip hop or nothing like that. I don't think she did. No, she was always on um, Toya and, and Tiny okay, Show. Okay, so she got you right. She got to get on one of them for, for sure. sure. I would love to see uh, Zanique talk about what it's like growing up with two superstar parents. Mm. Um, even though I feel like Reginae and Zanique and Damani and those kids, I feel like they've always been transparent about what they've been going through and we done watched all of these kids grow up on TV. Yes. And that's wild to me. Yeah, so for me, having Tron in here was just kind of special. I got selfish on this one, y'all. I ain't gonna cap because his mom, Chili, has roots in my hometown of Columbus, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So does his father, Dallas Austin. He have roots of Columbus, Georgia. So to see what these Columbus, Georgia greats have created... Right, and he's growing into his own. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell, he his own. He's he plays instruments, the drums. Mm-hmm. He has a video out now called uh, One Fifty, mm-hmm. and he just came in, and you could tell that he has his own personality as a young man, father. Uh, no, no, husband. son, husband, husband, mm-hmm. uh, son. And he told us that he's looking to start his own family, but mm-hmm. just all that pressure, and then the backstory that he gave us on actually filming the show at his house. Yep. And he was just, yeah, I can't wait for y'all to hear that because he's the, been around everything. When uh, when T-Boz and Chili had their reality show, mm-hmm. um, I want to say Dallas Austin was uh, had a show before. Mm-hmm. We've seen him on. So just being around, just seeing what your parents got going on and now the spotlight is on you because you, he was very transparent on like, him doing his own thing and being his own person and staying in his own lane and he also told us uh one of his hobbies that he likes to do which was really surprising yeah but it also made sense with his energy as well for sure on what he also does but what you feel like the pressure is like for just being a celebrity kid in general like i can imagine mrs um I think he kind of let us in a little bit when he was saying, you know, him actually living in it, certain people expected to be a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, 
but it's not like mm-hmm. that. You, you know? can tell his sound is completely different from what his what you would think it would be from who his parents are. Right. And everything like that. But speaking of celebrities, kids, Benzino daughter, Corleray. Let me go zoom in right quick. Yeah, we getting into this trending in hip hop right now. Mm-hmm. And Corleray, it was a little cold on the ground. She had her little. She, I'm gonna say she broke the internet. You gonna say she broke the internet? Because, come on now, just because she got them little, they, they little things. They look like mine. They. Uh, don't have her trying to fight you now. She don't was pull all, up she, on me with the blick, she, blick. She was about to, you know she was on that with Lotto. I still play with them little tits. tits. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. But yes, Quella Ray posted, um, you know, her boobies on her Instagram, her little tatas. Yep. It was a beautiful picture, I'm not going to lie. She was serving mm-hmm. face, body, and she some sexy. more stuff. We just wasn't expecting to see them nip-nips on oh, IG. She's sexy, though. She was giving the Twitter vibe. That's giving Twitter. Because you know they cutting up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You know she already cut up on, on Lotto talking about... Um, Please don't about, see me. Do you think <laughs> Lotto saying in a song, Blunt Biggie's Coil Ray? No, that was not rude. Cause on the Lola, I mean on the Lola Brook remix, mm-hmm. that the girl that Lola is on the song with her, she said, got a new pendant around my neck. A pendant big as Lola. Yeah. Come on, folks. I don't know. I kind of just feel like it's just a hate lotto train going on. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, you know, Koi wanna solidify her relationship with Nikki. Okay. You know, as as I mean, sure, if 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 Nikki in your corner, I wouldn't want to lose Nikki in my corner either. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. But I'm not gonna throw another up under Woman the bus. up under the bus yes. when you done been in Lotto's videos. Y'all done kiki together. Mm-hmm. Y'all done show love to each other on social. Like that was an easy text, cool. Yeah, that was an easy text. And Lotto was on her way up. Yeah, that was an so easy like. All she had to do is she, she could have posted the text after if she wanted to. Like mm-hmm. Lotto says, um, what the hell that meant? Yeah, straight but up. I don't you got know nobody number? that want to smoke no skinny blunt. <laughs> Who want to smoke a skinny blunt? Nah, we ain't young no more. So I'm gonna look at it like a lot of people were saying either blunt biggest Coyle Ray. Like a lot of people were saying, like I think she's talking about her career mm, and not necessarily too. her that's body. Because Coyle Ray is having a a great, great run for sure. She didn't fall off. When it, she's not a one hit wonder you and she keeps that. them coming regardless if they just normal filler records Coyle Ray is staying afloat That's like real. so a lot of people were saying like I don't even think it's about her body even if she's mm-hmm. talking about a big blunt or she trying to like play like oh Coyle Ray you know you thick baby like don't do that mm-hmm. but Lotto showed her love on the Coachella stage and said, she said Coyle you know I love your body so did so don't do that so I feel like they probably had a, a moment to talk I just feel like Koi was just in her just in her feelings because I think Put It On The Flow is a semi-diss track mm. and I feel where Koi was coming from like if you are doing a diss track please don't include me on the person that you're talking to because I know who you're talking about in this song mm-hmm. and that's my OG mm. so please I don't want to get why in the midst get, of, in the mix of that so hard on picking sides though I just make great music just make great music but my and then my whole thing was get off Twitter and go get in the booth and let it rip. Oh yeah, if, hey, that's if you really money. feel some type of way, let it rip and get, get paid in the for booth it. and let it rip mm-hmm. on the same beat. Mm-hmm. Get paid for it. Let's get it going. But I also thought I'm like, what if they got something dropping together, y'all? They just trying to shake the table. Yeah, get us hype. 
I'm here for that too though I'm here for a Koi and Lotto track you know how the fans be they gonna put their emotions and crank some up that they ain't are. even there I would've been here for Ice Spice and Lotto oh that's easy I'm going Lotto of course I would've been here for them being on a track together oh my bad See? <laughs> see I'm the same one see? I'm doing like the fans <laughs> I'm doing like the fans pick a side I would be here for a Ice Spice and a Lotto track but we know that's Ovi mm-hmm. cause you know I said her little anywho for sure on the on the Twitter Dang. Hey, question. Uh, my partner Dynamite texted me this. And and I know you young missus, but you hit the music. He said, when it comes to diss songs, are you going Tupac, hit him up, or Young Dog play with your bitch? Hit him up. Hit him up. That's the one where he was like, fuck my deep. Yep. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck <laughs> like, That nigga was name dropping. Hey, that beat. As soon as it came on, first off. <laughs> Cause I mean Don't get me wrong Dolph got A hundred shots And play with your bitch Yup But it's like You I mean He said Hogati He did But uh-uh, Tupac ain't put No type of sugar On nothing, nothing. He didn't put a nickname In there yep. He didn't do nothing yep. He said F everybody he And come see that. me about it Because of Pac Yeah Pac hit him up For sure I think in the heat of the moment, I had text back, Dolph. And then I, I spread the message to some of my partners, and they was like, pop, 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 pop. Because he, <laughs> he he put a name on it. He so did. He put a name on it, and he you could tell he he sat down and thought about that. I'm finna eat him alive. Yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? What's up, Tron, man? You got this 150. Yes, sir. Let's talk about how this record came about. Man, so, uh, yeah, it was actually after me and my wife came from um, Miami. We had, like, a whole road trip down there. It was a 10-hour road trip, and we came down there, and I came back. I just kind of had this idea of just, like, you know, living life to the fullest and just, like, you know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. being, like, in the moment, you know, you with your lady or, I mean, you know, with your, you know, your, your man or whatever, and you just, you know, go and just... I don't know, live life to the fullest and it just kind of came about. So that was kind of like the criteria of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, we just came from Miami. We just had this dope ass vacation and stuff. And uh, now let's try to sum it up, you know what I'm saying, in the song. And then on top of that, uh, the producer that I've been working with, he's he's uh, one of my, actually, we don't really know each other formally, but he's a uh, dude out of college and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, he just comes with the heat. And so I was like, yeah, that's this these two go together. You know, he's giving me what I need and this is the product. So, you know, that's how it kind of came about. That's dope. So how would you describe your sound to your new potential fans? Um, I would say that like over the years now, because uh, like I started doing music in 2018 as far as just like myself. And mm-hmm. I came to actually both my parents with an EP that I did. I made the beats and I wrote out all the songs and just had like a buddy of mine that I met in college engineered and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just kind of let, to let them know that I was really serious about this. And right. I really wanted to pursue this. And so with that being said, I knew it was going to be some time to find your sound because you got to see where you fit, mm-hmm. see what sounds good with you. You know what I'm saying? Because not everything works for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I always look at my sound to this point because it's been like, well, I mean, it's been a few years now. It's what's 2023 now, which is crazy for me. But um, I'd say like a mixture of hip hop, a little bit of R&B and pop. And then I also say like a little alternative, like, you know, a little rock influence in there, too, because um, I mean, that's just I'm a, I'm a drummer, too. So yeah, I mean, you know, I've always wanted to, I was going to say I've always wanted to add some kind of drumming or mm-hmm. like, you know, live drums to my sound or whatever. So I'm like baby steps. Right. So maybe steps will be involved in a beat and have it in your track and, you know, maybe something that I could play to. And then like we'll go from there. So I also mm-hmm. produce songs. But, you know, I think 
that's also a process, you know, especially when you're recording live instruments and whatnot, you know, you gotta, you gotta really know what you're doing too and have everything like properly set up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I got an electric drum set now, so I can, I can do that easier. Yeah. Put it in my piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't dope. let, you know, don't want the neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> back in mom's crib, you know, you got the big, you know, the big set and whatnot, but you're living with neighbor, neighborhoods that just, you know what I'm saying? They're not with right. each other. <laughs> I'm crazy! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm, like, I'm in my element, bro, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I, I still, I still diamond back with the electric set. Sometimes yeah. neighbors be like, oh, we, we heard that tapping over there. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you know that music was the lane you wanted to be into besides it you know you growing up around it i think like because you know i think everyone has like a certain stigma like maybe expectation no matter where they come from so mm -hmm. if your parents were basketball players you might want to be a basketball player so like for me it's crazy right because like my first dream was to be a monster truck driver like, uh, a mass car no. driver and so <laughs> both my parents obviously did not want me to do that because <laughs> it's a very dangerous sport but more on top of the sense of I think I was just given the freedom of just kind of choosing what path I wanted to go to mm -hmm. and uh music kind of came about um i was trying out sports for a minute and then i remember my dad was working with this like british band and uh at, at darp and i asked the guy could i just hop on his drum set just you know kind of mess around because at that point i had taken like guitar and i was like eh, not really my favorite thing you know mm -hmm. i wanted to get an instrument but i just wanted to fall in love with one and it was drums and so i just kept drumming i was every time they would have a practice i'd be like yo can i get in the drum room they were so nice they let me do it and That's so dope. then i started taking percussion and got a drum set and just started doing it more in school and whatnot and then you know I started producing so it just mm -hmm. kind of like you know it kind of grew so mm. to say yeah but my main focus was drumming for a long time like to the point to where I was actually going to go to Berkeley up in Boston but Full Sail gave me more of an opportunity to like be more like expand my horizon not to say that that other school wasn't it, it kind of specified a little bit more if you try out with an instrument you're going to play that instrument for sure you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so like I was able to kind of explore my producer myself my artist self kind of self i say size of myself that i was a little afraid of even mm. in high school and stuff like i remember everyone used to be like why don't you get in the choir why are you just drumming because you know your mom's a singer i'm like nah man i can't sing like that like what y'all talking about you know what i'm saying i'm like i you know i wouldn't have the first like idea because it's not something that i was it was always something that i was just kind of like ah man because you know you go to that lane they're gonna expect this but i kind of had to learn that you also can't live life that way <laughs> like right. even my engineer shout out l uh we still are, like homeboys to this day he kind of got me out of that mentality when we were in college and kind of say yo like explore your artist self you mm -hmm. know maybe you can make something out of it it's like better to try and to not be good than mm -hmm. to just say you didn't try at all. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And I always told my parents, I was like, be real with me. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to try this and expose it to the world. And then that is the, that's my reality. Let me know if I'm not good enough because, you know, I have other things that I've been, you know, exploring, especially like I said, like instruments was my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So like, if this doesn't work out, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I don't, I don't like think of other stuff as well. You know right. what I'm saying? You have to live life that way. But, you know, of course I put my all into this. And so, you know, since then, and you know what I'm saying? And since, since being at Full Sail, it just kind of kept growing. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a continuing experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like every day is a new, every day is a new like day. When it came to artistry, uh, was your government name the first name you went with or did you surf through names or are you just like fun is it <laughs> um you know it's so crazy like at first I kind of wanted to just be my Instagram name time fly by because it comes from this like old Xbox name and all this like like old right. like nerdy like origin <laughs> stuff you know what I'm saying like old Halo stuff so I'm like I wanted to use that for a minute but then 
I just remember throughout high school, everyone used to think that my name was just a nickname or just something that I just went by. And I'm like, no, that's actually on my, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a driver's license back then. So right. I couldn't just be like, hey, like, they had to just kind of go with my word. Like, even teachers, they'd be like, hey, why they call you Tron? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my name. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> it's not really anything else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I just thought that maybe that would be fitting. And the only thing that I don't like about my name, right, is because I had, you know, he <laughs> looking at me like what it's like the time that you need to use it besides just like okay like i had to do tv stuff recently Yo. and i have a tron chain yeah. and i also have this vegeta chain i couldn't wear either of them because disney owns tron so right. i'm like oh shoot i was thinking so I about wear my chain i was like oh man like you know and i that's my name that's why i said i literally said that i was like i was like i was like but that's my name though and i can't use it they're like no no so no nah, nah, bro you know but besides <laughs> that you know I, and that's just that's just a little funny story but you know i I, uh, yeah, I originally it was funny. Was I was gonna say I I released my first EP under Tron Austin, mm -hmm. but it was actually my dad's idea to just go by Tron because it was kind of like short to the point. But I always use my songwriting and my producing name as Tron Austin. Because, yeah, that's you know it's like first name last name. Right, <laughs> come on, <laughs> now. introduction because you know right. I know there's people who also have Tron in their name. There's a rapper Baby Tron. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's other and there's just other other things that involve that word. So right. you know what I'm saying? I had to understand that too. So I'm like you know, but yeah, that's that's you know that's what's up. that's so why you, I use Tron to say. <laughs> so you brought up the uh, you having to do something on TV. So MTV's mm -hmm. Family Legacy yes. is dropping. So how was that experience for you? It was uh, so like because I had kind of a little bit of experience with TV like when I was younger, you know, my mother had the whole VH1 show yep. going on and uh, they had the Are You the Girl show before that. So like it was like for me, it was cool because I was used to seeing the cameras in my mom's crib. But I wasn't used to seeing cameras in in my crib. You know what right. I'm saying? With my, with my my wife and whatnot, like we're the whole neighborhood. They don't even know anything about me, really. So it's like they came this one day, and it's all these cars with all these cameras and all this stuff. I was like, nah. <laughs> 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 like, not not like, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just walking their dogs and stuff. They're like, "Yo, what's going on?" That's, and we have like four dogs, so like they they probably look at us as like the dog folks or whatever. Yeah. But like you know, they're like, "What's going on?" So, <laughs> but uh, nah, it was actually a really dope experience because it kind of gives you the opportunity you know when people kind of have a maybe a presumption or maybe they think a certain way because you grew up in the industry so you might not be able it's like you know what I'm saying? abc mm -hmm. you might not be able to connect with folk and all this stuff it kind of gives you the opportunity to prove not really just prove the stigma wrong but to kind of just show you you know if people think that about you it is what it is but you know if you're really just not that it'll show you know what i mean mm -hmm. and uh i think that this show was kind of the first step in that kind of process because i'm like we weren't living in a generation where there were celebrities with celebrity children that could really talk on tv and stuff mm -hmm. like you had the like wizard of oz days like judy garland and like her daughter and stuff but like like ozzy osbourne and his kids or right. something but like it wasn't so highlighted to the point to where it's like now we're in social media now it's like we want to see it which i'm doing on? with your everyday routine <laughs> like you know so it makes it way more intuitive to be able to have a platform such as a mtv you know and paramount plus when it's actually out now so you guys mm -hmm. can see that you know the uh, paramount plus people mm -hmm. and uh it gives you opportunity and you know what was cool to me too is that 
I didn't really grow up around other celebrity kids like that. I mean, outside of the ones that are just immediately like, you know, family of course, type. like T-Boz, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, family. Happy birthday, auntie. Happy right. birthday, auntie. Yeah, yeah. happy birthday, auntie. <laughs> I love you. Love you so much. Um, but, you know, outside of them, I didn't grow up. I mean, I have a few friends, but it's not really like one of those things where I was just always around them. So, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of interesting to see how it was I didn't see everyone's episode but like they had me uh, paired up with uh, Soraya Brandy's daughter yeah. and so it was kind of interesting to hear what she had to say and like mm. how the similarities and the differences and stuff because you know when you grow up and in whatever you grow up in it just kind of makes you feel like yeah I'm you kind it takes a minute for you to kind of understand where you are and what your what kind of position you're in so once you get it it's like dang you know it'd be interesting to see you know the other people who are in that maybe that kind of position where right. it's like oh did you did you see drake this weekend or did you da, 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 da. like you know they think it's like this whole thing or whatever but like you know it's interesting to see their perspective on it too so you know and i appreciate them giving the platform to do that because i think it's uh especially even like chester bennington i'm a big lincoln park fan so i was like oh yo that's crazy that's like up. you know notorious big like they have they have a lot of like big names in yeah. there so even myself like i would like still see myself probably even like at least looking through some other episodes so just kind to see you know it's yeah. curious it's curiosity at its peak for me because yeah. it's like you know similar you know folks in your department or whatever so you know it's uh it was cool, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. when it comes to this industry mm-hmm. when you think of your mom and you think of your father if you could pick one record that you like from mm-hmm. mom the most and one record from your father that you enjoyed the most mm-hmm. which one are you going with uh so i think tlc records is you know it's interesting because he wrote you know a lot of tlc songs too so you know but uh i always get i always get heat for this sometimes but creep is actually my favorite tlc song and it also has to do with the production as well you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying because as someone who produces you always want to you look at music from that standpoint you're not just looking as a listener you're like oh man how did they get that sound how they get these chords how they put that in that melody so you know i like to dissect so i always look at the most complex or the most like the songs that just kind of piqued my curiosity. So Creep always has been that one since I was a kid that just kind of made me think, oh man, I really, that's just, that's just that song when it comes on. And it's oh, a man. classic mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Come classic. on now. Classic sound. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I'm not going to say a song that he did with them because then that would just be another one of their songs. But I think uh, Gwen Stefani's song, Cool. Oh. That's, that's a classic. Not it everyone is. like, you know, it's say that's, that's more our generation. But mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a, one of those songs that's just like, I always look at, it's like, you know, the whole Whitney Houston, I will always love you situation where mm-hmm. it's kind of timeless. You could pay it in 2045 and it would yes. still hold the same weight. Yes. So I look at the, maybe that, you know, I'm not saying that that song is the same, the same song, but I'm just saying that like in the context of like longevity mm-hmm. songs that just kind of timeless, you know, that's yep. the first one that comes off the head. I'm sure if I thought I could probably name of some more somebody for sure yeah, those are two that come off the head for I, sure i hear you have a passion for the drums and percussion what are other instruments that you have a desire to you know play with explorers so uh you know uh piano is the biggest thing for me that if i could you know i say like oh man if i could go back and tell my younger self i could go back and tell my younger self bro because it's like for me i want to be like a master of music and all this stuff and it's like when i went to full sale it was actually my dad who told me to change my degree because i was in a recording arts degree which is more engineering based for those who just don't know off rip what ra is but like it's much you know handling more engineering you're not really doing the upfront like theory and whatnot I switched to music theory, which was way more like I was going to do drum theory in Berkeley. So let's just put that in mind. So mm-hmm. to do piano theory at a whole different school is just wow. It just makes it way. It's like 10 times harder right. for no reason if you didn't know what you were signing up for. And I wasn't signing up for that. But, you know, it was kind of one of those. Well, if I get through it, though, it's going to be pretty dope because mm-hmm. it'll give me an edge because I knew that drums kind of came. But 
that doesn't really happen with every instrument. Mm -hmm. And I learned that too, even with piano, like I'll see pianists just kind of go and I'm just like, God dang, bro, I'm like lucky. Like, no, you know? for real. But then it's like, okay, but I know how to drum, so I like, stop, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, so I, for me, piano was that main one. And now as a producer, you just want to keep getting better with keyboard and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. even though I did take that theory degree and that was the one that I graduated with, it was more like, after that you have to still like that's just scratching the surface you know what i'm right. saying they're still just scratching the surface like i'd have to really become like a pianist you know what i'm saying i have to take lessons i have to really get into it and so that's one of those instruments they say when you're young you have the easiest time to soak up languages knowledge you know what i'm saying if you're gonna learn an instrument they teach them young you know that's why i say teach them young because mm -hmm. when you're older your ability to learn is is slowed just down a little shot. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible so <laughs> yeah. it's like i will try as good as i can as good on the piano and the keys as i can because it'll just further me as a producer and mm -hmm. it'll add to my name my name will hold more weight the more i can accomplish you know what i'm saying so like drums i'm still like i've been doing drums since i was nine but Every day, I feel like I'm still like, bro, I'm like, God dang, bro, I feel like I'm rusty. Like, right. you, know, like <laughs> you know, you never feel like you're good enough in that sense. So, I, and I feel like that as a drummer because I know, like, the drummers that I look up to, mm -hmm. that's why I went to Berkeley. I was going to go to Berkeley because it was from drummer drummer influences. Mm -hmm. They influenced me that, like, that big. Um, Till this day, I mean, I feel like they're light years ahead of me and I can only play some of their songs. So, it's mm -hmm. like, I just know it's an eternal journey. You know, there's sure. no, like, ending. And I feel like that same thing for artistry, you know. There's yeah. no start time there's no end you just kind of but you got to be about it though mm. One thousand percent. you, know, you got to be about it you know what i mean if you're not about it there's it's not gonna work <laughs> so what else are you working on right now that you could tell us about um right now is um so okay i got a new single coming out with my boy named uh jay king he's over here uh he's 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 actually out of new york but uh he he's a dope you know r&b vibe whatnot he has his stuff going and so we got a single acting out coming out um, I have this big project. I don't have the name of it yet because I just, you know, I, I, I like to think of the names a little bit right. more, you know, before I get to it. But that one's the big one that I'm working on right now. That's like, I'm hoping to release it before the end of the summer mm -hmm. because I actually, this is my first opportunity where I'm starting to get features. People reaching out, actually want to do songs with me. And I, I wanted to do it that way because I just knew if I earn my way mm -hmm. there, then I'll get the people to hit me up and they might want to do features or, you know what I'm saying? A collab will make more sense because I got more records and stuff. So I had an EP that dropped in 2021. So I just want this one to just even be more than that. You know, like, it's like your next thing that you're doing is the biggest thing in the world to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and I feel like that's everyone with any job that they're in you know what i'm saying it's like the next task is just the biggest task so right now it's this 2000 excuse me 23 project um it's gonna have at least three four max features just depending on time because i still want to get it out you know mm -hmm. features be taking a minute you know what i'm right. saying <laughs> people be taking their time i'm like hold on i got i got a limit i got a, i got deadlines son <laughs> no um um but you know by, by by late summer though you know and it's uh that's that's gonna be my new project it'll be an ep um I'm thinking about albums, you know, maybe like another year, you know. I've given myself a good like three and a half, four years now to really to to release singles, get my sound together and stuff. But you know, now stepping into this next round is gonna be Tron is here, DJ Misses. I know that's right. DC, we talking all things music. I see you over there tatted, Tron. What was your first tattoo? Uh, um uh, this actually my sleeve. It's, Ooh, uh, that's hard. It goes all the way. I mean I have a hoodie on because it was raining outside, but uh it goes all the way up and uh <clears throat> It was actually one of those situations where I kind of, I always feel like I just kind of like, it's not like I pulled one on them, but it was kind of <laughs> more like, it was like, you know, I let me just say the story so you can tell me. Maybe I pulled one on them. So <laughs> maybe I did. Um, I wanted my graduation, 
you know, gift at the co- or at the high school to be a tattoo. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I wanted to be one tattoo. And so <laughs> you see where I'm going. <laughs> you see where I'm going. So I said one tattoo because at first I was going to get, because, you know, it's like when you see your parents with tattoos, it's kind of like hard. And I know mm-hmm. I'm putting myself to be in this exact same situation because my, <laughs> my wife and I want to have kids soon. And then it's like, oh, man, like you got to explain that one day. But it's cool because, you know, you know that you did it for you. And that's like cool. But like, yeah. I know just like when you have to put that parent element you'd be like oh man I hope they don't think that way though right because right. <laughs> I thought that way a thousand percent I was like y'all got tattoos I want that you know what I'm saying right. I, and, I was, and I was like that since I was a kid and I used to get in trouble at school because I would draw my hands and all that stuff and mm. you know it gets into the principal oh he draw all over his hands so you know I'm like it's, it's bound to happen properly one day so I wanted to be that one tattoo because at first I was going to get a bunch of patches and you know I came and I had the whole like half outline done and I sent a picture even to my dad and he was like Yo, this is live. This is right now. I was like, this is right you now. You cannot stop it. This is right now. Yeah. And, you know, it was more funny because, like, my mom was the one who's way more, like, crazy about the whole thing itself. She's like, oh my God, he wants to get tattoos. It's like, it's crazy, right? And by that time, I don't know really what kind of, like, shifted, but it was kind of just probably more of a just kind of like, oh, well, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? It kind of maybe came to more of a realization or mm-hmm. boys will be boys, whatever you want to say. And, but then it was surprising him because she's like, hey, yeah, so he got. Had the tattoo sleeve done. He can get the rest of it done. And da-da-da-da-da. He's like, okay. Really? <laughs> like, seriously, you're just like, you're all you about okay your support. This. He's like, hey, as long as he, I mean, he can take it. He said, but, so I, by the end of the session, I actually had the whole outline of this uh, Shinron from Dragon Ball Z. But I wanted to change it to a Japanese like style sleeve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I had the whole outline done. And uh, I had to wait for two weeks and then I had to start filling it in and stuff. But uh, yeah, it, you know what's crazy? It's like, the more you get, you would think the less your body, at least for me, the less your body is kind of, ah, you know, whatever. Right. My most recent tattoos, which is like my, my neck and like uh, my stomach over here, most painful tattoos ever. And I'm like, <laughs> you think I, think it's, a, I think it's a mental time. thing because it's like your body's like, well, I already have a lot. So it's like, oh man, this the motivation and the the, the drive to be like, oh, I'm going to finish there. this. Yeah. You almost think like, oh man, well, I do got a few. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I got to finish this one. No, but I want more. So I mean, you know, I I, I definitely can't care, care that mentality. But right. yeah, this was my first one right here. And then it just kind of started going from there. Yeah, that's dope. So with you growing up around music, how do you feel uh, about the current state of hip-hop and R&B and pop and everything like that? Man, I think it's in a very special state because, you know, we're at a point, and I kind of said the 2016 wave influence kind of made it, I say, introduce the door for, um, I always had this argument with people. It's like rock always had a thousand genres, right? They always have alternative and you know, classic metal. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the branches, they could give you crap for it. Cause it's yeah. like, oh no, that's a metal band. That's what this, mm-hmm. but hip hop, it's the same thing for me. It's like, it, mm-hmm. you know, cause Jay-Z and a Lil Yachty and a, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're all different. there's so many different artists out there. I mean, just to say that it's all one kind of hip hop is just, it's pretty crazy to me. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like the fact that I think that it's more of an embrace of now there's subgenres, now there's waves, now there's different kind of influences that get into hip hop that maybe wouldn't have been introduced before just because of new elements, social media, whatever you want to say. Like, you know, you got social media stars at this point. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know people who get hired or who who are, who talk about the movie field and they be like, man, people be getting hired based on how many followers they be having nowadays sure. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't like to compare it to how maybe it was when I was growing up or when my, you know, mom 
mom was, you know, tour, or, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just like, starting back in the nineties. Cause it's just different. You know, mm-hmm. artists have to be a lot more on like really on, on all the time. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, you can't just release a couple albums and, and you know, cool. the label. Yeah. And even labels, everything is just different. Everything, everything is shifted and you have the, you know, YouTube influence and stuff. So it's like, it's crazy. You know, I think it's perfect in the sense of now before before soundcloud and all that there was not as many ways for people i feel to become producers and to chase mm. their dreams so to say and i feel like today's age it's a lot more of that it's a lot more people who can be able to chase their dreams because everything that you want or need is on a reels or youtube yes. someone did it you know what i'm yes. saying someone has what you need and even when i was in college and stuff i just didn't even think that like sometimes like the resources i'm like man but now with this new 2020 wave boy Hmm. Like everything you need, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like even when I be writing songs, I'm like songwriting technique. Oh man, bro, they got eight videos all wow. about what you could do better. Like mm-hmm. you know, because you always got to learn. So like you know, I think it's in a very special. You know what I'm saying? I think it's in a very special place, and I think it's just gonna keep growing. I think hip hop is at a place where pop and rock and all that was maybe at a time where I was growing up. It's like the new pop. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just gonna keep growing and keep getting bigger. You know, it's almost like at this point about what. Like, what coast is the more dominant coast? You know, is right. it West Coast? Is it, you know, up north? Is it south? You know, East Coast? You know what I'm saying? And that, and then that, then besides that, it's just going to keep growing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's at a good spot, though. For sure. That's- Take me to the video set of 150. Sure, Take me to that sure. day, bro. Man, so, uh, you know, the whole idea was just to make it as relatable as possible, man. Like, I was like, now the pandemic is over, I wanted to get more involvement. So, I was like, you know, what's some, like, jobs or things that we can just kind of, like put in there and think, oh man, like, you know, how could people relate to this? So me and my engineer were valet drivers. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Austell, Georgia, uh, and my other buddy lives out there. So I was like, yo, hop in the video. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of made it like, you know, we're tired of our jobs. We're tired of the everyday, what, what, what. And so we just want to break. And so, you know, we take the keys to this, uh, to the guy who has the, uh, has the Ford F-150 and I go around town, not just around like, you know, like that, that town picking up people who are just tired of their jobs and stuff. So you got the like girls, you know, working at a yep. coffee shop. She throw off her stuff. You know, you got the guy washing cars. He throw it, you know, he throw it all down and we just all start turning up and go to a spot. So, you know, I think it had the most thought and the most like, planning into it because I at one point I was literally driving like seven people in a Ford F-150 and that was that was crazy you know what I'm saying because I like I have them all in the back so you know we got some good camera time on it though so that's that's all that matters but yeah it was it was dope man it was it was definitely one of my favorite video experiences I'll say that that's dope that's dope so do you have any other dreams you want to accomplish outside of music like yes because I think that music is I think that the you know people understand that once you grow you know, you got to grow your seed, right? Mm-hmm. But then you can use that seed to plant other seeds. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's why you see a lot of more people getting sponsorships, endorsements, starting businesses. Uh, Conor McGregor, the uh, proper 12 whiskey. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like going from that to that. I always wanted to have my hand in some kind of business. You know, at first I wanted it to be music business. But nowadays I think don't just think that way. It could be a different business. It could mm-hmm. be something that you wouldn't even imagine before but just be educated and have the right people around and that you know what i'm saying it's a good little system so i mean if i could and i always say like if i could be acting i would totally act but i always would like like for me it's like particular like i personally would want to act as like one of these dudes with the red lightsabers and star wars or something on, like that you know what i'm saying yeah. or like something like super i don't know like superhero super villain whatever man like That's action dope. movie whatever because you know i mean uh i i've been doing mma since 2016 and so i always thought like if i could do like stuntman stuff too that'd be pretty cool like I That's don't know. Dope. you know what i mean just like just to expand my horizon so but, how did you, know. you get into mma um 
I okay, well, it became one of those things where I used to like WWE back when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I still like. I, it's not like I don't like WWE. I think WWE's dope. Is you be scripted all you want? People take real injuries, yeah. they take real shots. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you do it. You know what I'm saying? No, you real. do it. You go go on the road 365. You know what I'm saying? Uh, days a year, it's insane. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, when I went to college, I always thought that there had to be something that kind of got me in a disciplined spot because dudes. I mean, we can. You know, we just be wild, man. You know what I'm saying? And like, especially <laughs> down to Florida, you know, with your, with your homies and stuff. It's like, it's easier to get in trouble maybe than it is not. Mm-hmm. So what's a way to kind of make yourself not get in trouble besides mm-hmm. staying at home and making music and stuff? Because, you know, you can do that every day and you're going to get bored eventually, maybe. You know, you want mm-hmm. inspiration and stuff. So I was like, let me do something that's kind of more out of my element. And just, you know, and I remember I was, uh, a couple of buddies of mine were like pulling up some UFC fights and all that stuff. And I was like, man. And it was kind of like the chess game aspect of it, of the, the whatever the size was. It was just all about the chess game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so since then, I was like, well, let me just try it because it might be scary, but it might be something that's like dope and it could keep you level headed mm-hmm. more than anything. Level headed was what I was aiming for because right. I just didn't want to get myself in trouble one day because I just, you know, you 18 years old. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was 17 in college. You just wild, bro. <laughs> you know? And not to say I even have, I mean, hey, we all have our like wild moments and whatnot, but it was just more like I, I just needed a discipline, something that was just going to always keep me centered. So martial art, you know, I took Taekwondo as a kid, but that was like super kid kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started taking Muay Thai and then I started getting into Jiu Jitsu and then I started uh, just doing both. And I mean, that's just, you know, SMA. MMA pretty much yeah. with the wrestling aspect of it and I just kind of just kept going you know till this day I, I train it I haven't trained them a bit because I've been focused more on like more stuff on the musical side but I've been doing it since 2016 and when I was in college I was doing it <clears throat> just kind of consecutively excuse me every week you know as much as I could outside of work and it kind of kept me like in a more stress-free zone mm-hmm. you know I, I was able to get all my anger and all my like ah, I can get it all out there you know and you can do it controlled you know because if you do it too too much you can get knocked out you can get put down and not to say that you train because I don't want to make MMA gyms look bad you're not going there to try to knock people out you're going there to train but you have to spar and you have to learn what it's like to be in real situations too so you shouldn't just hit pads all day is what I'm trying to say yeah. but if you're having a bad day you can't go into MMA and think you're about to put someone down you might get put down first because you're having a bad day you see what I'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. so the psychological aspect of it is just it's a lot so mm-hmm. until this day I mean I'm, I'm forever a student you know a student of the game so you know that's uh and that's that's both both industries and music and MMA are very similar to me. I don't know why. For real? <laughs> Rhythmic, rhythmically speaking. Okay. You know, I mean, they all have like, it's all about timing, all about this and whatnot. But I mean, I just know that like, you know, everything has a bounce and a rhythm to it. Even uh, Israel Adesanya, he just recently won his belt back and mm-hmm. he used to be a break dancer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like little stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I could totally see that. Though, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like they have, the, they're, they both have uh, poetry in motion, you know, and, and maybe misunderstood games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That whole kind of aspect. But yeah. Even when walking out, there's usually a song that you're prepping to. Exactly. Yeah. When the zone. You had to get into the zone. Hey, who works out? Raise your hand if you work out without music. Come Nobody. On. Nobody works out with <laughs> Everybody gonna work that. out with some music, man. Come on. Now. Right. You know? So, I mean, that's why I think that, you know, music and, you know, and even just sports in general, they definitely play hand in hand. Can't have one. It's the New and Making Noise podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and online at urbanonepodcast.com.